John and I reflect on the first half and walk you through the angel highs and the angel lows. We share all of the things that the angels have to do in the second half to be successful. And we got a voicemail that got us thinking. You're Locked On with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast. Audio listeners, you can rate and review the pod. It helps people to find it. And YouTube watchers, you can subscribe and click the bell to be notified every time a new episode drops. And today's episode is brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. What's going on? Thank you for joining us for this edition of Locked On Angels. You've got the Frisch Brothers, a.k.a. the Super Halo Bros, here with you. My name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. You can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Angels. Of course, you can connect with Mike and I at Super Halo Bros on both Twitter and Instagram. Mike, we have a game tonight. We are back, we ready yep. to roll. We're going to be taking on the Braves in a three-game set. Got to go up against that Braves pitching. Did you see the uh, the bold prediction from MLB Network of trading Otani to? the Braves and no. everyone went, I mean, it was a, it was a bold prediction. Okay. And, I mean, but they, they have nothing to give us. Even the Braves fans were like, we, we have nothing. <laughs> everyone graduated. <laughs> <laughs> so there are no prospects left to gain from, from yeah. that trade, but we thought now would be a good time to reflect on the highs and lows of the first half. Yep. We'll talk about our must haves our what they need to do in the second half of the season. Uh, but before we get into all that, there is a YouTube commenter, uh, Apocryphus28. He left us a great comment. He said, this is my mid-season Angels report. Stassi gets a C-, Walsh a C+, second base combination gets a D+, Velasquez C+, Rendon gets an F because he's out. <laughs> Ward gets a B+, Trout gets an A-, Marsh C+, Otani is a hitter, B-, Tani pitcher, A-, Renjifo C+, Suzuki D+, he's got a whole bunch of grades here. I thought he did a really great job, but yeah. one of the things I liked at the end was Manassian, he he gets a C-, Carpino gets an F-, <laughs> Marino <laughs> gets a C+, and the Halo Bros... Get an A+. Hey! <laughs> we messed up the curve. <laughs> I love that. That's right. Oh, I love it. <laughs> so we, we're grateful for everybody who has stuck with us through all the highs and lows. And 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 we have been enjoying doing this show for you, of course, no matter yep. what happens right. with these halos. So uh, at the end of the day, we really enjoy doing this. We love connecting with you. And so thank you for all your comments on YouTube, on social media, everywhere we go. We really appreciate you. But now that that's out of the way, let's get into some of these highs and lows, Michael. All right, let's start with the highs because we need something, right? And so I'm going to start with probably the most spectacular moment of the first half. Reed Detmers throwing mm-hmm. a no-hitter. That was incredible. And there was a lot that happened in that game, including Anthony Rendon's left-handed home run. It was the I second know. greatest thing he did left-handed this year. <laughs> first <laughs> first greatest thing was when he smacked Jesse Winker. But right. this, this was the second greatest thing. But Reed Detmers looked incredible in that game. He went, obviously, the distance. And his last start was the longest outing he's had since his no-hitter, and he looked really, really good. So we celebrated that Reed Detmers no-hitter. You can go back on our social media channels on at Super Halo Bros on Instagram, and you can also look at Locked on Angels on Twitter. Johnny was recorded live reacting to that, which was yes. which was so great. And then also, 
Jared Walsh hit for the cycle. He did. And that seems like a million years ago. It feels like <laughs> that was a million years ago. Otani, another high, had six straight wins, and we hope for seven straight as he faces the Braves. And then he had that game where he had eight RBIs in one night, and then the next night strikes out 13. I was as there the for pitcher. that one. Yeah. And you're the good luck charm, I think, is really I need to get back to a about. game. That's what we, uh, Fly me out to Atlanta. I'm going. Come on. Let's go. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's, let's pass the buckets. I'm a pastor. Let's take a tithe. Let's go. GoFundMe.com. <laughs> and then, of course, we started 27 and 17. We were 10 yeah. games over 500, and all Angel fans, including us, were like, who is this team? This is remarkable. This is fun. And little. Did we know what was ahead of us, John? So why don't mm-hmm. you, because you're the younger brother, why don't you cover the lows? <laughs> <laughs> is that because you're taller than me? Is that what this is? <laughs> it's because I have authority. <laughs> uh, the Yankees come four outs away from throwing a perfect game yeah. against us. That was yep. uh, not a fun one. And then, of course, Kershaw comes six outs away from throwing a perfect game Ugh. against us. And don't forget about Tyler Anderson, who also came very close to throwing a perfect game against us as well. You know well. what's so frustrating about Tyler Anderson is that he was one of the guys that you and I talked about on the Super Halo Bros podcast before yep. we joined Locked On as somebody that maybe the Angels should consider bringing I know. on as a starter, right? And he made the freaking all-star team. Like, I like, know. Talk about being a Dodger and how the Dodgers are able to just fire people up. Like, I don't know. That was so frustrating to see them. Like, man, we were we we could have gotten him for like two bucks, and <laughs> and we didn't. <laughs> well, it just makes you wonder if he would have been the same guy on our team as That's he's true. been yeah. on the Dodgers. He might have been more of the same, and he wasn't a bad pitcher by any means. But the mm-hmm. Dodgers just have unlocked something in him. Uh, we tied an MLB record for strikeouts Woo-hoo! in a game. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when Joe, we were at the plate, by the way. It wasn't yes. we were throwing. We were swinging or Correct. we were actually watching, watching strike three down the middle. <laughs> uh, they tied, uh, or I should say, uh, they fired Joe Madden, uh, Joe Madden after 56 games. That feels like forever ago, doesn't that it? That does feel like forever ago. And we, uh, we have a voicemail later that mentions that, and I still contend that firing him was the right choice just because we he just had so he got inside his head so much yes. when it came to managing the bullpen and the starters and all that stuff it was just like come on dude what are you doing like right. let these guys go right. stop pulling guys before the inning's over or making them do a, an inning and a half or whatever it was just, right. that was really frustrating and yeah. that seemed to be Nevin's playbook at the same time but i i think that he's been better about that as this season has gone on. Uh, the 14-game losing streak, of course, yep. a record high for the Halos, and then the brawl against the Mariners uh, that inspired them, and we kind of did more of the same. So right. yeah, <laughs> they won changed. 14 games since right. that brawl. <laughs> nothing changed for us. We were still the same team after that brawl. We were hoping that maybe it would be a fire starter, but it really hasn't done much for us at What's to come in the second half? Well, the Angels are going to have to win a lot of games if they want to even sniff the playoffs. But I do think that there are some things that we can cheer for while still being realistic about this team. So we're going to have that conversation here in just a bit. Coming up on Lockdown Angels, we actually got a really great voicemail that stirred up some thoughts in John and in me, and we're going to react to that. But first, Johnny, Lockdown Angels is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to hire for your organization faster 
and for free. So this goes out to all of the business leaders out there. You can create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. I didn't even know we had that many people. Uh, Simple tools like (laughs) screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and who you would like to hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. And did you know that LinkedIn jobs helps you find candidates you want to talk to faster? And every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn. So you can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MLB. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MLB to post your job for free. And of course, terms and conditions apply. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. NFL fans, the NFL season is coming, and maybe you've wondered, what NFL stars move the betting line the most? Well, our friends over at Locked On NFL, they got all of the answers. The Locked On NFL podcast gives you the 50 most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers at BetOnline, and the podcast is available right now, so search Locked On NFL wherever you get your podcast or on YouTube. We are going to have ourselves a discussion about the second half have-twos. Mike came up with that name, and it's very confusing. Uh, but no, I'm just kidding. I think Shut it's up. smart. Uh, the second, what do we have to do in yeah. the second half? And now, so we almost have the same record, Mike, as the Pirates. The I Pittsburgh know. Pirates have one more loss than we do. Can you name me two Pirates right now? Off the well, top of your because head? because you mentioned it the other day, I know O'Neill Cruz. Yes, is on the team. Yep, and and then. Um, Oh, who's their third baseman? He was his dad played for the Yankees, but see, that's how much I know about the Pirates. Like I can't even I can't even think of the guy's name. You got O'Neill Cruz. You got Key Brian Hayes. Key Brian Hayes. Got, that's who it is. Yeah, because his you've dad got Charlie Daniel Hayes. Vogelback. Daniel yep. Vogelback, the the big beefy boy. That's over right. There, first that's base right. DH, and then you have uh, you have Brian Reynolds, of course, who yep. is currently on the IL. But uh, he, I have him on my fantasy team. He's been pretty pretty good so far. I, nice. I, you know, there's a lot of talk to the Pirates trade him, but I think the Pirates have something cooking there in Pittsburgh. You think so? And so let's see that they let's see if they can, you know, get the pieces they need to to be in contention. But enough about the Pirates. Are uh, let's <laughs> let's just say this really sucks that our record is almost as good as the Pirates. <laughs> it shows how dumb this season has been. Like, yes. we can't even name Pirates. You did better than I did. But when you talk about the Angels, people know, like, it's Mike Trout and Shohei Otani, and people are shocked that this team is where they're at currently. And so yeah. let's talk about some of those have-tos in the second half, Johnny. Like, here's one. The Angels have to win 45 games to get to 84 wins in Ooh. the second half. Now, that's doable. The hmm. 2019 Nats, who came back to win the World Series that year, they won 46 games in the mm-hmm. second half. So it is possible they did have a better record than the Angels did at this point in the season. But 84 wins, do you think that that gets us that final playoff spot? If we happen to squint really hard, as Jeff Fletcher said, do you think that 84 wins gets us into that third playoff spot, that third wildcard spot. I don't know, man, just because there's a lot of climbing back that we're going to have to do. We're also dealing with most of the AL East, who Mm -hmm. is taking over those three wildcard spots right now because, 
even with the more accessible wild card, it's still, we still found a way to make it yeah. difficult on ourselves. What did yeah. you say the other day that we were 45 and 44 at the All-Star break last season? Yes. What yeah. in the world? We're, I know. <laughs> this team know. is much better than last season, and I just cannot believe how bad it's been because you look at, at this is finally the year that the pitching doesn't stink. I know right. that there have been some key moments that, you know, we've given up the lead or there's been a walk off and, and things like that. And, you know, you look at those in, in, in buckets in a vacuum and they're not that bad. But if you zoom out and look at how they're affecting the entire season, that's why where we are, where, where we are. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's a fun hard, sentence to say. <laughs> I know, second half, half twos and where we are, where we are. Um, I looked it up the other day, Mike, because, the 2013 comes season comes to mind for mm. me when I think about bad seasons that the Halos have had. Now, remember, they were on the cusp in 2012 of getting to the playoffs. Unfortunately, they didn't make it. They didn't get a wild card spot, and they had to deal with Texas in 2012. The other frustrating part was that Detroit made it to the playoffs, even though they had a worse record than the Angels did yeah. in, yep. the, in the AL Central. But 2013 was especially frustrating, and I looked it up the other day, and... August 23rd or so, they were 16 games under 500. Wow. And I think about that, and I think, okay, we're 14 games. It could be likely after this Brave series that we are also 16 games under 500. Yep. But I think about that was a month from now, if you think about 2013. So we have a little bit more time to climb back. In fact, the Angels, they almost ended 81-81, but they ran into Texas in 2013 who swept them in the last series of the year. So right. their, their on, on paper record was probably much better in 2013. And if they can have a turnaround from 16 games under 500, perhaps we can do that as well. But also, I, I want to be realistic about this team. And that goes into our second point. We have to put some series wins together yep we have to get through these easy teams that are coming up i know the braves are coming up last week while you were gone i mentioned that there were 19 difficult games left for the angels this season in terms Mm. of the braves and the yankees and the astros so out of the 70 or so games that are left we have 19 very difficult ones but we also have to win series against teams like the royals and we have to uh, we have to own the Mariners when we play them. We have to win those series. We have to put the series wins together. You and I have said from the very beginning, it's all about the series, and we're losing that buffer of you got to win series, and now it's like oh, you got to complete sweeps, and, right. and that's way more difficult. Which is uh, highly unlikely. Yeah, for, it's yeah. highly unlikely for teams to win three in a row. It just doesn't happen too right. often, right? And so I'm going to give you two half-twos right now, okay? Uh, they have to play like Shohei Otani is on the mound. Nope, Something kidding. happens. Something happens when he starts. And even with Shohei, and one of our one of our listeners who watches on YouTube pointed that out, that Shohei actually hits better when he's on the mound. Hmm. And the rest of the games, it seems like he's really, really struggling like the rest of the team. And you felt that in his last start. In his last start, he was dominant, and the Angels looked really good. There was like a bunt that got somebody home, and it was awesome. And then the next game, it was as if they had just forgotten who they were and the yeah. monsters took over again, right? Like, and they just <laughs> lost all of their talent. And we have to win games that Shohei doesn't start. 
Right. And that's can't been do the biggest all. thing. Right. That's <laughs> been the biggest thing is that our pitchers have looked good. I think of like Sandoval. Sandoval yeah. has been really great on the mound, and he's gotten a loss because we couldn't score any runs for him, and he gave up one, one. earned run. Yeah. Like that's remarkable, and our pitching has been remarkable, and yet here we are finding ourselves losing these games, and we we can't lose these games, which brings us to another half two. We got we to gotta hit like we did in the first 44 games, Johnny, mm-hmm. where we were 10 games over 500. We got to swing the bat, and we got to make contact, and we got to move runners over, and we have to look like a professional baseball team because we haven't looked like that for a long time. Jeff Fletcher wrote an article for the OC Register uh, the other day about the Angels and their approach at the plate. And it just stated the obvious, not that Jeff stated the obvious, but the Angels admitted to the obvious that they've been watching too many pitches right down the middle. They Mm. haven't been swinging at their pitches. You heard from Taylor Ward. You heard from Jared Walsh in that article. You heard from Max Stassi, a great article uh, from Jeff Fletcher. And it just confirms that what we've all seen at this point, the Angels haven't been swinging at good stuff and they've been chasing and they they have had too much of a uh, quote unquote game plan where they are trying to stick to that rather than just... Go use your instinct. You're a professional yes. baseball player. Swing at a pitch that looks good. And even Jared Walsh said that. Like we have not been reacting to good pitches to hit. We've been trying to stick to uh, wait till there's something down the middle, or wait wait till this happens, or wait till that happens. Yeah. So it was affirming as a fan to read that, but it was also frustrating because you know two months have gone by since they've been stinking it up. It's like yeah. you guys couldn't have identified this before. Isn't that a team meeting? Isn't that a conversation? Come on. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, they have to hit like they did in the first 44 games because that's when we saw them leading the league in home runs and and getting all those RBIs. Brandon Marsh was an RBI leader with Shohei Otani. Those two were running the game. They were dominating and bringing runs in constantly. We got to get back to that. I really hope that Taylor Ward has healed up too, because since he ran into the wall, I'm not quite sure that he has felt the way that he needs to. I'm not sure sure he's felt good enough. Sure. And so he, yeah, I hope that he can heal up and rest up. And we have to continue to have the starting pitchers pitch like they did in the first half. I mean, Noah Syndergaard has come out there and he's been up and down. Michael Lorenzen has obviously struggled his last few starts out. He also went on the IL. And so we really would like to see him get back to what he was doing well at the beginning of this season. Jose Suarez Oh, man, he's just I, – I think you switched to Diaz, man. I think Diaz mm. needs to be that sixth man because Diaz pitched really well in a few starts. I know his last one was a clunker, but that's what happens when you take the bus from Salt Lake to Anaheim every fifth day, right. sixth day. Like, yeah. <laughs> stop doing that. Right. And so I, I think that you give him that spot in the rotation because it's the sixth guy, and that's exactly the kind of person who should be the sixth guy. That's a Jonathan yeah. Diaz. Yeah. And then finally, we have to – make solid trades that the Halos are going to benefit from. I know that we don't have much in the way of offering anything. I think we hang on to our minor league guys, our up-and-coming talent. But if they have to, I think Syndergaard is a great option. Somebody said the other day, Tapera, Berea, those guys are going to net you some pieces back. Maybe not a lot, but maybe one or two arms or a position player that can really help you out. But we have to make some moves that are going to benefit us for the road for the future down the road. I also think that I'm going to add one more half to. We have to play the future guys. We have to play the guys that are going to help benefit the future, right? Yeah. We, so we, we got to play Stefanik over Goslin. We got to play Adele over Harrison and we got to stop 
mixing and matching. You're, you're, you're 14 games under 500. Stop doing that. And let's get some nice at-bats for Stefanik specifically right. and Adele because we want to see these guys really grow and develop. Absolutely. And, and we have to decide at some point, like, are we trying to win or are we going to let these guys come out and play? And I think that's a big decision that the Halos are going to have to make. And that's going to become a little more clear if they come out after this All-Star break and are still struggling at the plate and, and in the outfield. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. You can find all the latest sports development, league reviews, and news. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting, wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And it's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. You can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. BetOnline is where the game starts. Mike, we had a voicemail come in on Sunday, uh, so before the All-Star break, and it was shortly after the the game on Saturday against the Dodgers. That was super frustrating, but it's from a, a listener who has sent us voicemails before. We always appreciate when he does, so let's get to this voicemail from Tracy from Nevada. Here we go. Hey, guys. Tracy from Henderson again. Um, loving the podcast as normal. Um, this weekend and actually probably about the last 14 games, the road trip and the homestand, has just really uh, magnified everything where this team right now is just not even competitive. Um, it's it's just a you know pretty sad state of affairs. There is a lot of changes that need to be made from top to bottom. I think we can acknowledge now that Madden was not the issue here, nor is it Nevin. It's the talent on this team. Um, we got catchers that are hitting below 200. Let's bring Wallach up and give him a give him a shot. Um, I love Marsh, but my goodness, he's striking out two or three times a game. That has to be taken care of. And I think now would be a good time to make a change at hitting coach. Um, you can't put all the blame on him, but the strikeouts are epidemic. Um, but there are just some wholesale changes that need to be made uh, to make this team competitive. I truly believe by the time the season's over, Otani will not be a part of the team again, which is a shame. But um, it's been a long time since this team and this organization has been this bad. Um, give me some give me some encouragement here, guys, because I'm not seeing it. Thanks. Tracy from Henderson, Nevada, thank you for your voicemail. We always appreciate hearing from you, my friend. Man, there's a lot there that I feel like all Angel fans can sympathize and empathize with, Mike, especially in terms of the way that these guys have been swinging and missing and just being very disappointing. What are your thoughts on what Tracy had to say? I want to address the Otani conversation. I honestly don't think that the Angels will trade Otani this year, Yeah. nor yeah. do I think that they're going to trade Otani next year. And there's a lot in that. There's a lot of factors. But one I just saw recently was in an LA Times article about Otani. You know that he actually brings in $10 million in advertising revenue. <laughs> just yes. Otani advertising revenue and so that's why you have that's why you have terry smith on the radio saying things like ninjala on yes yeah <laughs> during the uh, broadcast for nintendo switch yep and, and and that's why i don't think he's going to be traded and i think what jeff fletcher said on this show um really rings true it's going to be it's going to be a thing where if we end up being really great next year 
we celebrate with Otani and we celebrate with a ring and then he's possibly going to be a free agent, right? I, mm-hmm. I just don't think that the Angels are going to trade him. And, and quite honestly, as an Angel fan, I don't think it's wise to trade him because if you do, it's kind of like what people are suggesting for Juan Soto. Like a lot of teams are saying, hey, we can get Juan Soto for this, 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 and this. And they're, they're like the number one pieces in all of these farm systems. But the reality for the Angels is that we've never really had those strong pieces. Mike Trout is an anomaly because we've had the Brandon Woods and we've had the Dallas McPhersons and we've had these <laughs> guys come up. And we've even had co- guys come up that have been top prospects in our organization that have been kind of mediocre and been okay as they've come up and played with us. So it hasn't all been bad, but whenever we've had these really top, top guys, they haven't panned out for us. And I think that what we're setting ourselves up for is, oh, we're going to trade Otani for this wide variety of players. I think we're setting ourselves up for disappointment because I think the wide variety of players are not going to come anywhere near who Shohei Otani is and what Correct. Shohei Otani does. And until we invest in our minor leagues and put some money behind that machine of development, yeah. I'm scared of bringing in any top prospects right. because right. what are the Angels going to do to them to break them? Now, that's that's kind of a, a, an extreme statement because yep. you do see successes like Kai Bush doing really well in double-A and, and a number of the pitchers that are down there some of the players down there. And so I, I honestly, sometimes I think that the minor leagues are doing better than the major league team yeah. because yeah. you see how successful the, the double A team has been. They won their championship and, and things like that. And that was the first time in a long time. You make a really good point. Let me say this to Tracy. He said, I need some encouragement. I think the encouragement is we actually have our starting five right now on the trash pandas. Not all of them yeah. are there. A couple of them right. are on our team right now. But I think our starting five is going to come from the trash pandas. And I think that we're going to find a lot of really great players coming up from the double A team, not the triple A team. I don't know if you've looked at the triple A Salt Lake Bees and no disrespect to them, but it, what triple A feels like is all of those players that no team wants that gets DFA'd and they're down there because they don't really have a slot and they're going to fill in just in case. And I know Manassian has said that triple A is kind of like yeah, if we need somebody to come up to quickly fill in like a Jose Rojas, right. that's what he's right. for. But that team isn't going to be the team that you look to. So you got to go to double A and mm-hmm. that starting five in double A looks really, really good. And so I'm excited. And Tracy, I think we should be excited as fans for the future because guys like Kai Bush are down there and they're going to come up. Chase Silseth is down there and he's going to come up and that's where Reed Detmers came from. I mean, that starting five looks fantastic and I think it'll be a reflection of who we are moving forward in 23 and in 24. Yeah, Silseth, I mean, he was drafted last year. He's the first guy from the 2021 draft to be in the majors. And we did get some good looks at him, and he had some success against Oakland, who's not a very good team this year. But he also has struggled. But that's because he just got drafted and right. just came Still up. Learning, so, right? yeah. Still learning, right? Still learning. So yep. there is some development for these guys. I think, I think Reed Detmers is starting to turn a corner because we saw him find that slider. He relied on it much better in his last two starts. And I, I did a segment on why Reed Detmers is finally becoming the pitcher that he is destined to be. Yep. And he went out and kind of showed that again last time he pitched. And then finally, I think regarding the talent of this team, I, I really hope that article from Jeff Fletcher and, and what the Halos had to say about their approach at the plate, 
I really hope something changes because yeah. he's right. It's it's so frustrating to watch him strike out, to watch things down the middle, and just I've said it all along. Like they're they've been approachless. They've been guessing up there. Garrett Anderson said they were guessing up there, and and they're trying to stick to some sort of game plan. And that comes back to the coaching. If the mm-hmm. coaching is giving them a game plan, hey, look out for this, look out for that, then you're not trusting the instincts of these professional ball players to know when to pull the trigger on a swing and yeah. to hit that fastball. So I think right now. We can take solace in the fact that they recognize their shortcomings and perhaps at the plate something will change. Let's see if that changes tonight. I know they have some tough pitching matchups this weekend, and so that's going to be <laughs> part of this problem is, oh, they're facing good pitching. So if they come out yeah. stinking again this weekend, then uh, let's maybe wait until we get a better <laughs> matchup. But sure. who knows? Maybe they'll maybe they'll do really well against the Braves this weekend. I'm hopeful. Uh, it's going to be a good series. And uh, we've got some great pitching matchups. Of course, Shohei Otani is on the mound tonight. We're going to see Patrick Sandoval. Then we're going to see Reed Detmer. So those are some guys that I'm excited to start the games for us this weekend, especially against a tough Braves team. Well, thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. Now make your second listen. The Locked On MLB Prospects show host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he goes deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. And his podcast is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, you're going to want to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Angels. Of course, Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram because we have a mailbag coming up, Michael. Yes, we do. On Monday, it's Mailbag Monday, so send us your voicemails like Tracy did or send us a direct message or you can tweet at us or you can comment on Instagram. We would love to hear from you. If you're going to call us, you can call us at 714-409-6396 and all of that is in the description, in the show description. So we would love to hear from you because Monday is our favorite, favorite show. It's Mailbag Monday. We haven't done one in a while, so I'm excited to do that. Well, I hope you all have a great weekend, and let's go out there and get some wins, Angels, against these Braves, and we'll be right back here on Monday. Until then, my name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. Take care, everyone. Have yourself a great weekend, and we'll see you on Monday.